0: I'm going to get started. <laughs> <laughs> <Starter>.
1: <laughs> get the Texans. 42 yeah, minutes.
0: Yeah, the, well, the Texans don't start till what? 9.20. Nine nine 20. So now it's what? 8.19. Eight yes, yeah, so I'm I'm. Now going to be more longer than that. I promise. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about Yom Kippur, which is the uh, great Jewish holiday that's upcoming in a couple of days. In fact, it's on Saturday. And uh, I'm sure, you know, Jewish... Uh, Mothers around the country who just spent three days and six massive meals on Rosh Hashanah, and you have like six days and eight, 12 massive meals upcoming, they're kind of happy that Yom Kippur is a fast day. <laughs> so they're kind of a week, week and a half off without having to make any meals. Uh, but I wanted to give maybe a little perspective on Yom Kippur of what the day's about, what the themes are. Um, and more specifically, I wanted to talk about um, the whole idea of repentance and forgiveness. Because as we know, on um, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is the day of; it's the day that Jews are forgiven for, you know, for all our sins. This is the, the end of the judgment period, so to speak. The judgment starts in Rosh Hashanah. But in Yom Kippur is, is, is the day where it's, it's, chi- it's sealed, so to speak. The judgment is sealed. And we are granted forgiveness. How do we know that? Because the Torah says... That Yom Kippur is a day that the Almighty is going to forgive us. Yichaper means to forgive or to atone for you. Mikol techem, which means from all your sins, lift Hashem T'orah and close to the Almighty, you should become pure. So the Torah clearly um, points to this day, the 10th day of the month of Tishrei, the 7th month, as being the day of forgiveness. So that's um, the major theme. Uh, but we know Yom Kippur from our perspective. In our perspective, it's it's we know there's a lot of prayer. We know there's the, a lot of wearing white. Um, and fasting. You know, fasting is one that is you know is a big deal. Uh if you're gonna, you know, you the five things that are the five laws of Yom Kippur are uh no sexual activity, no not so funny, Dana. No, <laughs> no, <Hey. laughs> <laughs> uh, no leather shoes, uh, no eating, no drinking, and no like smearing yourself with oils. So you can't <laughs> cash so in on that. Water cash water in on the. <laughs>
1: levels of pleasure.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, well, yeah, I, I guess you could say that. Um, and, you know, it is hard to go 26 hours. Well, not so hard, but it's it's uncomfortable. And that's like if you're in shul and you're praying and you're you have you you know you're and you're thirsty. It's 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 kind of hard to really see what your purpose is about because um, you know your attention is just on your on your plight that you're you know that you're hungry and you're and you're cranky. So I want to just explain why we fast and why we have all these. Uh, restrictions and you keep poor, to just give us a little bit more perspective, be easier to do it. So um, I like to explain this with kind of an analogy. We know that um, if you're far away from someone, you have someone that you're very close to, but they're on the other side of the world. They're in Miami, so they're far away. And imagine there was no phones or telephones or emails or telegrams. It's kind of hard to connect to them. It's hard to speak to them. It's hard to communicate with them. How much more so if someone's on the moon right now and there's no telephones and there's no way to contact them, it's very, it, you know, there's, there's a great divide. There's a distance between the two people. Uh, so that's one way that someone could be far away from someone. But there's another way that someone could be far away from someone. And that is that you could be 10 feet away from someone. be 10 feet away, but there is a 10-foot wall made out of steel, reinforced steel between us. And for all practical purposes, you could be on the moon. You could be 100 million miles away from us. Uh, and the same, the same situation will apply that you you cannot you cannot communicate with that person. So that's the analogy. Um, how does this fit into Yom Kippur? In, in 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 Judaism, we say that man is really distant from God, right? very distant. Now, what kind of which one of these two examples that we gave? Which one of these two examples that we gave? Is comparable to the distance that man has between man and God.
1: None of them. one of them. <laughs> we're wow. distant. the steel exactly. wall. Right. right.
0: Right. It's not that we're so far away. We have. We we cannot possibly. We cannot possibly have any contact or communication with with God. It's just we're very close. Right. The Talmud tells us that our neshama, our soul, is. Comparable to God Himself it means there's an element within us that makes it very easy for us to connect. It's just that we have a massive barrier between us. We have uh, we have our physicality, we have our body, we have our uh whims, we have our inclinations, we have our sins, we have so many, so many things that, pre- that prevent us from connecting to God. On Yom Kippur, what we said, is that this is not me speaking, this is already ancient. Jewish sources always point to Yom Kippur this is the day that these this barrier is temporarily lifted right and therefore man is at his, his de facto state of being an absolutely close to the Almighty nothing quote, not, nothing so to speak separates man from God and that's what therefore it's a day of incredible opportunity so much so that the that the, that the uh, Jewish philosophy views man on Yom Kippur as somewhat similar to an angel. And the commentaries point out that the reason why we're fasting, even though it's a very happy day, it's a holiday, if someone has to eat, they should make kiddush, like it's, like, like it's one of the holidays. It's not like it's, it's a fast day like Tisha B'Av where we're mourning or something bad happened. No, it's a very happy day. Why are you fasting? So the commentary said that the reason why we're fasting is not because we're sad. Rather, it's because... We're like an angel today. There's nothing separating us from the Almighty. We don't need. We're we're like we're like living in a higher state. We're like we're like not human to a certain degree. We don't need food. We dress in white. There are certain prayers that the entire year we say in an undertone because their prayer is designated for for angels, right? The Baruch Shame that we say after the first verse of Shema, after the first six words of Shema. There's, the, 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 you know, there's another another six words, um, or oh, five in Boshet, so six words that we say the entire year in undertone. You have to whisper that. them. Young people, we say it out loud. Why was there a lot loud, young people? Because on this day, we're similar to an angel. So, and I, I just think that that perspective, it just it, it could totally change our view on on on, on the holiday. You know, it's a, it's, it's a paradigm shift. It's not about being miserable and and being uh, you know being upset and being in mourning and you know oh we can't eat we can't eat it's like oh my gosh we don't need to eat we're close to the almighty we have opportunities today that are unmatched unrivaled by any other day of the year we look at the entire year as being a ladder right? if you want to climb a ladder you have to go one rung at a time if you jump you try to do too much you try to change yourself too much you try to reform your life you know too ambitiously you're gonna fall all the way down Yom poor is not like that Yom poor is an opportunity to change yourself to, 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 to re um, reconfigure reinvent maybe uh, yourself in a, in a way totally uh, uh well, you could look at a spiritual. Well, so that's one element. So we could look at a spiritual detox, like, and that's the idea of the idea of, 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 tshuva, of repentance. The day of repentance, just this is the day that you're most primed to repent. And this is the day that it's the easiest for you to forgive others for the misdeeds they've done to you. It's a day that you could change more than any other day, more than any other day. So I, I just think, as, as for point number one, um, I want just to, you know, hit home this idea of who we are, young people. W- w- on a certain level, you know, a certain dimension, we're not, you know, the regular human that we we typically are. Right? We do have some things. We still have some inborn characteristics that don't leave us. And those are things that are essential to us, so to speak. So you're going to feel hungry like a human. But on a certain level, you have opportunities uh, that you don't have the rest of the year. And this is why uh, re- repentance is so easy on, on Yom Kippur. And, you know, we we Jews, and I actually wrote this in my article that I uh, gave to the Jewish Hall Voice that I'm very proud of. I worked that overnight. Not this one. It's going to come up. On uh, Thursday? On Thursday. So, you know, we we point, I uh, guess, well, maybe next week, uh, we point to... Um, Jewish survival the fact that we've been around for so long it's it's so improbable if you told someone 2,000 years ago that there's you know this small nation that's that is you know that's being exiled from their land will be out of their land out of their homeland devoid of a homeland for 2,000 years will suffer ex, you know expulsion inquisition Holocaust pogroms uh, blood libels and every form of economic physical and spiritual marginalization. Will remain small in number. Won't have a common language. Won't have a common homeland. Won't share common culture. But it's going to survive and be vibrant in two thousand years from now. No one would believe you. The miracle of Jewish survival is, is you know, it's the most probably the most unprecedented or unlikely, of, you know, of, of realities, um, historical realities. Every other nation or every other culture, even the big great cultures, they eventually get swallowed up by some other culture. You know, they eventually um, you know, either morph into something new, or you know, or change, or, or either get swallow up, swallow up someone else, or get swallowed up, and eventually lose their character. Somehow, the Jews are still around. And in 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 Jewish philosophy, we argue, we say that the reason why we're able to you know withstand the test of time is because we have Yom Kippur. Hmm? Does that make any sense? Of course, we have Yom Kippur. Well, the answer is that. The answer is that. Well, oh, what does that mean? Does that make any sense, Dana? No? Why are you looking at I'm sorry. You? I don't know. I apologize. Does <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> make any sense? Why does it make sense? So, what we say is that this is actually the problem speaking, not even me speaking. Every nation has a certain amount of sins that they could accrue before they're dealt with, so to speak. So once they fill up that that vat or that barrel or that let's uh, uh, call the thing that they keep the grain in, that silo of sins, also not a bad name, for, really not a bad name for a band, silo of sins, silo <laughs> of sins, that whatever whatever it is, they fill it, they fill it, exactly. <laughs> they fill it up, and then they're gone. And that is the way the Almighty works. Is they fill up a certain amount of of you know, of, of, of sins, right? And it becomes irreparable, and therefore they get destroyed or they get, uh, you know, they they are they, gone. Beyond but every church. but every year in Judaism, we fill up our sins, and then boom, you we go back to point point you know point A, back to square one, and we fill up again, fill up again, fill up again, and we bring it back to square one, and uh, that's why. We have never been destroyed because every year comes on Yom Kippur and all our sins get washed away. We get cleaned. We get uh, uh, the uh, new car smell. We get the uh, the fresh, clean floor. Whatever metaphor you want to use, clean slate, and then we start anew. You know, with, uh, the holiday of Sukkot, which directly follows directly follows um, Yom Kippur. Is all about this idea of celebrating the "quote unquote" victory that we had. Once again, this you guys, you guys won't be able to read my article in the Jewish Old Voice because I'm just I'm dipping into it. But it's all about the celebration of the uh, of the victory, so to speak, that we had during the judgment. And uh, the, the 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 midrash says is what's the mitzvah? What are the the that we have to hold a lulav, to shake a lulav? What's what's up with that? We know that there's a tradition to take a lulav, and then you have etro, and you, put a thing and you shake it during the holiday of Sukkot. So there's various interpretations, uh, but one, one of the Midrash says is that this is an image, this is a depiction of the Jewish nation going to battle, so to speak, being judged, being scrutinized. And emerging victorious, and we hold the sword. We brandish the sword, so to speak, like the victorious warrior returning from battle. Right after Yom Kippur, we have Sukkot. We're still around. Uh, you know, we we our sins have been have been washed away. We have a brand new, fresh slate. So that's more of a macro picture of what happens on Yom Kippur. Um, but what about what about us? Us specifically, like what, what do we need to do? How do we make our Yom Kippur Meaningful. So, you know, I, I spoke in a uh, I spoke in an old age home, on uh, nursing home, nursing home, yeah. on uh, on I can't I don't have to pronounce the name of the street. I always feel silly not knowing how to pronounce streets. But the uh, the one Bel Air. If you take Bel Air further east, it turns into so, Holcomb? Holcomb. Holcomb, yeah, Holcomb. So Holcomb, there's a. Uh, uh, there's a nursing home, and they asked me to come there speak. And I came and I spoke, and like a bunch of 98 year old women, but awesome, like you know, like and they're just sitting there waiting for you. That never happens to me. Like when sitting there with their pens and like, and when here, you know, the, you know, this like their excitement for the day. They speak. <laughs> my, brother, my brother tells me, he says, "Speak until like everyone like starts nodding off." Like yeah, by, like I have hour. <laughs> but anyhow, but I, I mentioned that is unfortunate. And everyone was like nodding when I mentioned that. So my, uh, yeah, I think it's a, a true thing that a lot of people unfortunately experience in their life is that, you know, you go through life 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years and you you know, build lots of relationships and personal, professional, communal, peop, you know, contacts, acquaintances, relationships and unfortunately, it doesn't always go well. And, uh, you know, you get into fights and uh, or fights but, you know, hopefully not but… Someone does something bad to you, someone wrongs you, someone does a misdeed to you and you hold a grudge. And it's very, very hard to overlook that, to unburden yourself from this misdeed that was done to you. And I had people there nodding. Like, I, I guess it's it's true. I, I, you know, especially, you know, all people that experienced their whole lives already. And I, I, I think like for us, Yom Kippur is a time for us to really make sure that we are at peace with every person we know. Uh, God forbid if someone has a fight with a family member, make sure you you use Yom Kippur to uh, to forgive the person and to uh, you know and and to uh, and to achieve um, equilibrium well, you know, to to become vo- you know, to improve your relationship. Make sure you don't have anything against them; they don't have anything against you. And um, it's a hard thing to do. It's a, hard, it's a very hard thing, you know, especially if some of you have been carried, some ill will that you've been carrying for a while. It's very hard to change a perception you've had of someone else. But I think that this exact idea is, or, or this exercise of forgiving other people is what we need to concentrate on Yom Kippur and the time leading up to Yom Kippur. And I'll explain what I mean. Uh, so we have a statement, a statement in the Talmud that says, if someone forgives others, if someone forgives others, people did something bad to you and you're able to forgive them, then that person, that means if I forgive someone else, then I'll be forgiven, so to speak. God will forgive me for my misdeeds. Okay? So what does that mean? It seems like it's like a midak connected midak. It's a measure for a measure. Tit for tat. You do this, you'll get that. It seems like it's just a, a you know, it's just a, it's fair. It's 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 fair game, right? If I forgive someone else, then God will forgive me. Makes sense, right? Um, but I think there's a uh, there's a much deeper way to look at it. And you know, when uh, when I do something wrong, or right. I make a mistake. I do something that I regret. And um, well, we've all done things that we've regretted. How, do, how, how, do, how are we at peace with ourselves after we've done something wrong? Better yet, when we speak to God and we say we made mistakes, we made a bunch of mistakes, um, but we want forgiveness. What, what's the rationale that we have to ask for forgiveness? The only way someone could truly ask for forgiveness is to say that that thing that I did was out of character. I'm not that kind of guy. I may, have, I, may, I may have done something that was wrong, but that was out of out of character. That was a mistake. That's not who I am. It's to separate that activity from who I am as a person. Right? And all the only way you could ever forgive someone or you'd ever ask for forgiveness is if you say, listen, I don't do this all the time. I made a mistake. I acted out of character. Right? I regret it. Uh, I should never have done that. I should never have said that. It was wrong. And, but look at me, who I am. I'm not that kind of person. We're a, when we ask for forgiveness, what we're essentially arguing is that view me who I am. Not the complete body of work. Not the complete body of work. But not the, just the, the character that I have. Not that one isolated incident right. that I did something wrong. Okay, so you, if you take a look at the tshuva process, even if you take a look at the tshuva process. The what project? The tshuva. The tshuva is the Hebrew for repentance. The repentance process is all about taking the first step. Taking the first step. It means even if someone does something, uh, someone continuously acts in one in one manner, tshuva is all about taking the first step uh, towards changing that. And the way we view it is that the second you take a first step, you change that. You, you're a different person now. Well,
1: it's, it's accepting that
0: it, you, and, and, that, and that's exactly what you just described—repentance. I made a mistake. I regret it. I'm not going to do it again. Boom. I, the way we view someone now totally different. And, and you're saying I'm a different. I'm not that person anymore. That's what my says. Someone who does repent, someone repents, to change his name. Part of some people who repent, they change their name. Why do they change their name? So my just explains. So it says because that demonstrates it's a different person. Someone else did it. That's not me. Judge, judge me who I am. That was an isolated incident. That was out of character. That's not me. That's who you it
1: were. Or oh, maybe who you were. It, it was in character. Um, like you, you said, you know, like, um, it's not not isolated, but real. You know, it's yeah. It's a self-awareness filming.
0: Okay, maybe, it, but it was my character then. I'm a different yeah. man now. And you're constantly Yeah, so you're, you're right. So it's possible that, I, yeah, I was a rotten guy, but now I'm doing true and now I'm repenting. And therefore, I take the first step. I'm already a different person. All of it means I, I, can, I cannot say, oh, I'm going to do that again tomorrow and the next day and the following day, but I want you to forgive me. What do you mean? How could you ask forgiveness if someone does something wrong to you and constantly does it again and again and has no intention of changing? How could you possibly grant the forgiveness? The only way you could do it is if you say, okay, I made a mistake and now I'm going to change. And the second you make that decision to change... You're a different person, and therefore well, I, I have to be, I have to judge the person that's in front of me, not the person that was sorry, not the person that was, <laughs> not the person that. that oh, shit, my bad.
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's fine. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm just trying. I'm just <laughs> happy.
1: timeline. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should get away from the timeline.
0: No, I'm just happy that, that it's not, it's not Dana.
1: Time <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: all I don't. I don't mind. I might. I feel like I'm not explaining myself well, Jared. Am I? Uh,
1: in terms of this, uh, this aspect of asking for forgiveness and recognizing, you know, I was, uh, I got really agitated with you. You know, I'm sorry. You know, whatever the case is. Uh, what? What's the the distinction between or the importance of? You know the the man to man
0: versus between us and 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 the Almighty, the big guy upstairs. So um, what I'm describing right now is is repentance. In well, it's kind of it's the same. It's the <clears throat> same process, uh, and that is you go to that entity that you want. So if I wrong you, I have to come over to you and say, "Listen, Jared, I didn't respect you, or I didn't uh, I mistreated you once, or I scratched your car when I was driving by, and I, you know, never I didn't." Said anything. And I never said anything to better. It was you, right? It was yeah. me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's a misty that I did towards you, and I said, "Listen, it was a mistake. I'll pay you whatever money is necessary, whatever." Um, you know, but you're the owner, so to speak, of, of, of uh, you know, you're the one who has the grievance against me. You know? So if I have a grievance, God has grievance against me. God says, listen, I gave you tons of potential to become a great person and change the world. And you did nothing with it besides for play PlayStation. He has a grievance against you. And, and, that, and, that, and that's legitimate. You know, that, that's legitimate. He gave you an opportunity and, you know, and, and you failed. Uh, uh, but, you know, if someone's angry. That's, that, 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 that's a grievance against God. If someone does l'sho speech, l'sho it's a grievance against God, which is actually funny because that's a, a major dispute, a major, almost a contemporary dispute of whether or not if I speak l'sho wrong against someone else, must I ask them forgiveness or must I ask the Almighty forgiveness? Both. both. Or both? You say both? Just, Just in, in case. Both? So what's interesting is the uh, the Chavetz Chaim. Who is the Chavetz Chaim? I have his book. Chavetz so Chaim is uh he's an um, one of the pivotal Jewish characters of the past probably 200 years, at least uh, in respect of, uh, of 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 halacha of Jewish law. He uh, the Mishabru he codified. He wrote a book on practical Jewish law. But he's called the Chavetz Chaim after his book. Which is called his first book is called Chav Times It's a book on, uh, on Lashon Hara. anyone has heard the term Lashon Hara? It's thanks to his spearheading this massive campaign. He died in 1933 uh, against you know against Lashon Hara. So he writes in his book that if someone speaks Lashon Hara against someone else, they should not ask them that person for forgiveness. Why? Because that's likely going to aggravate it. He's like, "What you said that against me? And I make it just worse." And it's, it, it's a grievance that, that God has against you. It's something I you did wrong against God, so to speak. And unless that person was actually harmed in a material fashion, right? don't ask the person for forgiveness. And the uh, leading Jewish uh, scholar of the time, Rabbi Israel Salanter, he disagreed with that. But this particular law that was written in the book. So he said... Uh, the the Chafetz Chaim came to Rabbi Israel Salanter and says, "Give me an approbation. Give me a letter of agreement to my book on Lashon Haram." Called Chavetz Chaim, and he read the book and he said, "No, no, no. I don't agree. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with this law. I'm not giving you an approbation." But he kept the law in anyhow. So it is a dispute. Uh, but I think that in this area, it's, uh, we we. In all likelihood, the proper thing to do is to not actually ask the person for for, for forgiveness. For, do you, do
1: you try mean? not to say anything behind someone's back that you're
0: not willing to in their face. Well, that's a good that's a good rule. But let's say post facto, someone spoke lashon showing and they feel terrible about it, right? They want to repent for it. What do they got to do?
1: there was like a dispute and it kind of tore that family in half and it was between like let's say two brothers and one of the brothers stole someone the other brother's identity and it's been going on for let's say 20 years how do you overcome something like that? like how do you just like forgive everybody like let's be family like how do you you
0: overcome that? so obviously this is um, this is, no, this is a like
1: so no, so I, be, I, really I think maybe even more you know, <laughs> know, I think maybe like a,
0: a broader question is like
1: the I, somebody who's literally just like just a crummy person right. like somebody who's just like to the core is just not a, a good okay, so is this the Hitler question? this is a right, to this, not to that oh, extreme no, no,
0: no, but like you know, somebody
1: the, the they're violent. They're uh, they're greedy. They're so they're trustworthy, you know, They're not trustworthy. Like okay, so same two, you're saying
0: two different I'm different. saying like
1: uh, just uh, to the core, like every negative attribute you could ever attribute to somebody,
0: and they do something and it's to like, you. It's all
1: encompassed in one person, and they and do, they do something, something to you, whatever it is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, so do you need to forgive someone that's unrepentant? That's the a, that's the a question. So uh, that, that I think
1: that is a question. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So the first thing is like this: if someone owes you money. Or if someone damaged something of yours, you don't need to forgive them for the money, All right? You don't need to forgive them if there's an appetite. Like, no, hey, you owe, you owe me hundred dollars. Hey, I forgive you. you don't owe me a hundred dollars, right? You okay. don't ever need to do that. Right? That's, first that's, that's first thing. That's first things. So, if there's actually monetary material, now let's say someone did something bad, someone did something really wrong to you. I don't know when you were in grade school, when you were high school, and that person lives in California now, and you'll never see that person again. What do you gain? pray tell by holding the grievance against that person. It's just storing... So, you know what? There's things that we do in our own life that are also egregious. We also do egregious things in our life, but we still want forgiveness. Our job is to try to find a way to overcome uh, and forgive. It's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. Um, And... uh, you know, especially if it's if it's family, if it's, if it's internal, somebody tore apart family. It's not an easy thing at all to do.
1: So how do you fix it? What's the answer? So wait, so um. <laughs> you do a little but you also no, no, you your- don't have
0: to speak. If someone did something like that, um, and it's irreparable, it's 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 not it, you know it's not you're not undoing it. Your job is in your heart to not to to try to find a way that you don't have any grievance against that person. You let go of the pain that they caused you.
1: I have a I follow up question. Follow
0: up, shoot. I follow up, I'm so sorry. Okay, let's
1: say that happens and that person feels great. But then another family member keeps nudging and nudging that person to, like let's say you <laughs> forgive that so, person so and, good, so yeah, and keeps, yeah, and it keeps, yeah, Staring at
0: this little wound that you've got. How you How do you fix to overcome that? Okay, wait, uh l- let me just get the characters and the story after Sorry. X and Y are fighting. Yes. Okay, and one of them is clearly the guilty one, guilty party. Yeah. So let's see X is the guilty party. Okay. So the question is, how do we forgive X? Well, no,
1: we we did that, but then we have Z. The A and B. No.
0: And, and Z Z is trying to add you on? Or you as in the fictitional person that we're talking about? <laughs> Z is trying to add on Y to remember what X did to them.
1: Yeah. But I guess it's the Y's responsibility to tell Z that they need they need to stop A so they can move on. Wait, who's why? Z is the yeah. like one A, 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 A is the one that has to do the forgiving and Z is the No, well, do no, you know but, no, but no,
0: but um, someone like that, if such a dispute, everyone, needs, everyone has bad feelings, right? It's a terrible yeah, it's thing that someone does to their family. It's so hard. But sometimes, like, forgiving and it's not for the other person. It's for
1: yourself. Right. It's like, you can yeah. forgive, yeah. 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 really forgive them and not have to do that. not really forgive them, but it's, you're not like... If you're in this grudge, like, like oh, oh, they just did this to me. They're it's horrible. just how or, that, that negative thing I mean, you're never going to trust them. Either, well, it's like... forever. Is maybe. that a... But... Like being, you're saying like being at peace yourself with like it's whatever dangerous. whatever somebody, like somebody wronged you. Somebody wronged you. It's like you accept that they've wronged you. You accept that they're wronged I guess you it on. comes down to it. Right, you, right. you just have to accept. Have that to some people
0: are and that's just the way they are and and you the, the goal is to not have a bad feeling in your heart for for that person that person that person you don't have to give of your money again you don't have to invest your money with them you don't have to be silly you're mr Madoff. right Madoff, right so if you lost a lot of money with Madoff, you're not gonna say oh you know what uh, I'm gonna give him my, I'm gonna invest money with him again but he did a terrible thing, and he caused a lot of people to lose a lot of money,
1: and like huh? a lot of misery. Huh?
0: What do you gain now? He's in a five foot, five foot nine cell. Five feet, six feet under. He's six feet under. Oh, who? Bird? I thought he died. No, oh, he Bernie died. His son killed himself. You're good. The other person, Mark. Mark. I got
1: this. That shows okay. name is Mark. Okay. I don't know. No, so. More,
0: I said it's Mark. I think his name is Mark. Stuff. Mark Madoff.
1: I'm ready to, you know, let it lie, let it settle. Going back to well, yeah. the X, Y, N, yeah. and Z. No, no, in terms of cause, actions yeah, that, yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm sure at some point, like, I became, like, agitated with somebody and didn't necessarily speak, like, day to day, like, if, if something that happened ten months ago, like something in like a seemingly insignificant it, 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 interaction with somebody that I don't necessarily remember but like I know at some point I behaved that like so, I was so wait like so if I if I if I if, if let's say ten months ago uh you called me and I said you know, I don't have time for, I can't talk to you like whatever it is, you know whatever, something like that. And I don't necessarily remember that specific interaction but I know at some point in the year I've behaved that way. And I,
0: I can't go to you directly because I don't
1: necessarily remember that interaction. So if you don't what remember, say, you don't remember.
0: In all likelihood, if I don't, it doesn't bother me. Not, not, wait, so wait, you know, what, what if it was like a, a momentous something? Like it really, I, I caught you on a, on a bad day,
1: and it made it even worse. And you really remember that one time that. Well, you ask you know, for forgiveness you know, for what you know you've done wrong. You, and you can't it. you. Ask right. right. for forgiveness. Like, yeah. you know. We used to have in our
0: yeshiva. You know what like they have at the end of uh, hockey games. I was, like, in high school, in Yeshiva. Yeah, then the hot game felt like everyone, like, passing over like, giving, like, high fives to... Yeah, that's an So we would form. have, like... Yeah. Oh, and have a... Really? Yeah. Have a, yeah. the end of the yeah, like... So no, right? no, like, after basketball. the game. No, hockey's I'm different. I get it. Hockey... Yeah. Hockey's different yeah. because they actually, they actually line up, line up and everybody... Oh, no, I did that when I played
1: soccer and basketball. Okay, but... the yeah, no, Like, I mean, NBA, like, they don't do that. Like, football, they don't do it, like... No, they're like, what they do, they go to the middle field, they hang it, like, I don't know. No, but like, how, they literally like line up at center ice, and they have a straight line and like,
0: everybody. I don't know what I've seen in yeah. those migrations. Anyway, either way, so they used to do that, and say, okay, fine, let's, every person you pass someone, this, I may have done something wrong to you over the year. I may not remember,
1: but you know, there's lots of
0: interactions, but please forgive me if I did something wrong. You know, I'm going to ask everyone here tonight, if I did anything wrong. If I mistreated you any one of we you in any way, I to YouTube's also. I, okay. Right. Please please, please say forgive me. Yay!
1: Meet. Woo! Can't we huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yay.
0: So uh but yeah, if you don't remember something <laughs> you don't remember something, then it's it must have not been that uh it's your Hopefully no. So um I, I look at this as being able to forgive someone who did something wrong to you as Kind of the best ammunition that you could possibly have in Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the day that we're all going to uh, get forgiveness on all our sins, um, and that's why the the prayers, uh, the 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 that we have at the end, where you go like this, right? It's you're <laughs>
1: I'm
0: gonna have to. Uh, yeah, buddy. I'm gonna have to practice this. Hey, you got Jared. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can talk about <laughs> it. <over. laughs> we, can like a, we can do like a little harmony. Ah,
1: really shasha.
0: <laughs> no, if you read what you're actually saying in English, well, you're basically covering all bases. You're saying, I mean, you've made tons of mistakes. I regret them all. I, you, you say like harder things that you possibly could have done. I regret them all. And if you have some sincere regret in your heart, um, boom, you just repent it. But what
1: about forgiving yourself?
0: That's the hardest thing to do, forgive yourself for the sins you've done. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, But, you know, it's it's a it's a missed opportunity. What? Is
1: that part of tshuva or is it
0: not? Well, my mind doesn't bring it down as a part of tshuva, but I think that it's, it's a part of life. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's important. It's a part of life. But if you actually, if you have wronged someone else, find the time to call them up and say, listen, if you do for coming up, I don't want you to feel bad about me. I regret what I did, what I said, what happened. Please say forgive me. And in all likelihood, if you're sincere, they'll say they forgive you, and if and and try to think about you know the things that happened in the last ten years. If someone actually did something bad to you, and it's not like some, not, not like there's there's outstanding money uh, or anything like that, find a way to move on and to. Um, and to just forget about that incident and just wipe it away from your consciousness, from your mind, from your from your unconscious. From you know, and, and when you meet that person next, you shouldn't even remember that at all. Find a way to do that. Find a way to do it. It's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. Uh, but that is the best thing you could do to make your your tripper uh, more more successful, more meaningful. That's that's what what it's really all about. It's about getting forgiveness, um, uh, getting atonement. Um, but also not being able to forgive others for the mistakes that they, that they, that they did. How
1: crucial is it to realize our own failings to be able to forgive someone
0: else? How crucial is it? Well, mm-hmm. no, I don't think it has to be. I don't think it's necessary. Oh, it might, it might. That might be a good tool. That might be a good, a good thing to keep in mind. Say, listen, how could I be so critical about that person when I have to look at, you know when when me myself have my own shortcomings? That, that's a, that's a nice tool that you could use to you know to uh, to you know, to accomplish this difficult task. You can say, listen, this person doesn't wrong. And they may not even feel bad about it. But I'm going to find a way to forgive them. How am I, I, how am I going to forgive them? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say, hey, look at yourself, buddy. Won't be. You're, you're not that perfect. You make mistakes, right? And you move on. it. for the, Let the guy move on from his mistake as well. So that's a, that's a good tool. Thanks, Dan. Dan's, Dan's pro- pro- proposing a tool that we could use. If you want to forgive someone else, it may be very difficult, but a thing that you could use to make it a little bit easier is looking at your own uh, life and your own mistakes, that we've all made mistakes, and say, listen, I made a mistake, that person made a mistake, right? just like I'm able to overlook my own misdeed, find some way to look over that guy's misdeed as well. So that's what I want having you I know it's not really a typical class that I kind of give, it's, it's just a lot of... Pieces of information. try to connect them again to see, or just re, uh, recap, recapitulate them.
1: What's the other the the leather shoes? Where did that come from?
0: Yes, yeah, so um, leather shoes. Yeah, it's it, the the five things. The five things are all are always because the Torah says that says that you should you should be a little bit uh, you should you should uh, paint yourself a little bit. Yourself, so that's why there's no there's no sexual activity, uh, no food or water or smooth fancy oils or wearing leather shoes. Like that, that was uh,
1: that doesn't mean necessarily
0: don't shower. Uh, uh what to, I think well, I said showering. Um, I don't know how that would uh, what's that? that's not uh, that's not that would not fit, uh, fall under the category of, of smearing yourself. I don't think maybe mm-hmm. maybe soap using soap might share use of water would, okay. would not.
1: Um, I'm sorry, Val, wow. did you write this? Uh, yeah,
0: I did. You like it? I'm
1: are using some of my lingo, so I'm like
0: all over it. Oh, because it's all about the voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's
1: funny. <laughs> Utterance, very nice. Decibel, I'm liking. <laughs>
0: very nice.
1: Self-esteem, awesome.
0: Self-voice esteem. I made that one up myself. voice, voice so. I uh, in this new article that I wrote, I wrote it over uh, overnight on Saturday night. I wrote, I made up a new term. It's called a double take mitzvah. A
1: double what?
0: A double take mitzvah. What is a double take mitzvah? When you somebody you're like, you're like, what? What are you doing? You're taking a citron, and two myrtle branches, and one, uh, uh, one palm, palm, a date palm branch, right? And uh, and th- and two willows, and you're shaking it like that in all six directions. What's really happening? It's lulav. I said that's. I said few mitzvahs. The way my first sentence was. Few mitzvahs have the same double take effect as the mitzvah of of lulav. I was like, what is going on? So so yeah, I, I made up. Uh, double
1: take effect. You also made up the uh, the
0: self voices theme. You
1: no, know, I ate, I. Ate, <laughs> silo full of sin a silo of sin silo That's, of sin sounds like a horror movie I don't yeah.
0: know a silo of sin
1: or <laughs> a, maybe we'll on, like, a little band, like five hundred bunch of
0: farmers right only the bravest <laughs> enter the silo of sin <laughs> okay I wish you all to have a wonderful Yom Kippur and uh, you should be granted atonement and if I am if I did something wrong to any of you please please say you forgive me I forgive I forgive anyone who did anything to me in any way. Absolutely forgiven. No beef. Just love. And I uh, wish you all the best. And in two weeks, two weeks is the Sukkot. We're going to have a big Sukkot party. I'm not sure what the menu is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be steak in the Sukkot or sushi in the Sukkot. Or cereal that. in the succor. Something in the succor. Something <laughs> uh, <laughs> with
1: an S. Yeah, something with an S.
0: Well, cereal, right? With accidents, something
1: with accidents.
0: Oh, Cereal murder. Uh Serial Silo. Serial killers.
1: Serial killers in the Silo of
0: sin, <laughs> sin <laughs> that's what it's gonna be. But it's gonna be something <laughs> like that. And uh, and yeah, it's nine o'clock and the game starts in twenty minutes. I love you all. Thanks all for coming.
1: Cousins, <laughs> you